Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Bring On Reviews podcast, where if you want it, we review it. I'm your host, DC, and today I'm joined by Moss. Happy holidays, everyone. And the goal of this podcast is to bring you a ton of reviews on things like movie news, TV news, and even some comic book stuff. This is the 39th episode of the podcast. So, in thumbs up, thumbs down, we have about roughly three trails to go over. Um, the first one here is Deadpool Red Band number two. So, Moss, what are your thoughts on this trailer? Man, I'm so excited. I I laughed thoroughly. I laughed heartily. I'm very, very pumped. I like the, uh, the their interactions that Ryan Reynolds had with everyone around him. And he just seemed to piss everyone off, just like Deadpool normally does. So I was very, very pleased to to experience and see that. And I cannot wait, cannot wait to see this movie. Yeah, it was it was very, very entertaining. It's one of the things where um, I'll give this one a thumbs up, just because the model jokes that came out and it was just very, very. Some of them were vulgar, and then some of them were just playing out hilarious. Well, all of them playing out hilarious. So it's kind of cool to see it all come to the screen. And I can't wait to see this movie in theaters. It's one of those things where every single... Well, this is the second trailer out now. And it looks like it's going to definitely redeem itself from the whole X-Men Origins um, Deadpool. So. Debacle, disaster, yeah. Yeah, so chaos on, on screen. Yeah, so it's going to be a definitely awesome movie. I can't wait to see everyone on the screen. I, I'm, I'm happy that Gina Carano is doing her thing. So mm-hmm. she's making it happen for herself. And uh, I just can't wait to see the whole movie play out and see what jokes they keep and what jokes they take out. Because I remember the whole Gina Carano and Deadpool first scene where he's on the, on the table. They changed the joke out. Uh, I like the, the Rosie O'Donnell one better. Then the second joke he made, I was like, oh, that one's cool. It made me laugh as well. But the Rosie O'Donnell one was a good, funny, strong line. So I, I can't wait to see another trailer. They might pu- push out one more trailer before the actual movie comes out. Because um, you do have you still have the um, Super Bowl coming up. So it comes up, I believe, the week after Super Bowl. Or two weeks after Super Bowl. I can't remember which which one it falls on. Probably the week after Super Bowl. So, it'd be perfect time to do one more big push and then have it come out. So, I can't wait. Thumbs up for me. Thumbs up. Well, I hope this is successful and I hope this is successful for Fox so that they realize that the best thing they can do is not have their hands creatively when it comes to these films because the only reason this film is doing any better and is getting any fanfare is because of the ridiculous cult life between Deadpool and just how insane and fun the character is. And the amount that they've been able to do is strictly because Fox was not having an active hand in it. Yeah, so it should be, it should be definitely a cool movie. So um, the next trailer we have here is Fifty Shades of Black. This is a spoof from the Wayne's camp. Uh, Marlon Wayne's is going to be the, the head star of this one. Um, I give this one a thumbs up. Just because... There's a lot of funny things that happen in this movie. You could definitely tell the Wayne's movie off the back. It's like, no doubt about it. It's like, oh, it might be something different. No, it's definitely a Wayne's movie. Um, there's yeah. some jokes that's over the top. And there's some jokes that are just really raunchy. It just has a nice little blend of everything. I, I want to see it in theaters just to get a better sense of it. But for now, it looks pretty good. I, I won't mind seeing it. Um, so, Moss, what is your thoughts on this trailer? I also give it a thumbs up. I think this would be a fun date night movie just because it's 
it's a play on the not too serious side of what that film Fifty Shades of Grey was trying to be, and also it. I also agree. I saw some slapsticky things that I thought were hilarious, like when he puts ice on her stomach and she kicks him clear across the room. Yep. And he bounces off the wall. I thought that was hilarious. Mm-hmm. And uh, then- Marlon's really good at taking a bump and making it look hysterical, and he does that often in this film. And I really look forward to that. Uh, some scenes, yeah, they seem like a little too over the top and a little too raunchy, like how he um, had to lubricate the key yeah. to get inside the game room. <laughs> that one, I was like, okay, wow. That's oh, so all right, I, didn't, I don't know where, I need, to, I need to wash my hands after that. Uh-huh, it's just, uh, <laughs> it's like, it's like, But oh. I mean, uh, there's a lot of that, but also seeing like Mike Gabs and his interactions with Mike Gabs mm-hmm. in the film, I, I, this is going to be funny. Yeah, it should definitely be funny. It's it looks like it'll be so a great I, time. Yeah, yeah. I give it. A th- I give this trailer a thumbs up. I like what I saw. It was fun. Yep. And the third trailer we have today is um everybody wants some. So this is basically your coming of age movie. Um, definitely during like the eighties around there. So definitely a lot of um paraphernalia going around. Um, it's gonna be crazy. Uh, I give this one a thumbs up. Uh, I like the feel of it. It gave a, a good vibe. And there's a lot of jokes in between the jokes in there, so it's not your typical um, come of age movie, but it has def- definitely the the hit points for it. So for me, I'll, I'll definitely go see this one just because it looks like it'll be a fun ride. Um, so Moss, what are your thoughts on it? I uh, I agree. This does look like a fun ride. It is one of those '80s coming of age movies where some you know white boys go to college and they encounter way too much things going on at once. Um, I particularly thought it was funny how they were when they were being hazed for being freshmen joining the the baseball team. Mm-hmm. How they were taped up sideways on the wall, <laughs> and the team was like teeing off at them. That was pretty funny. Yeah, that takes um, a lot of energy too. Yeah, no, the, the movie does have a, a a nice a nice vibe to it. It uh, hopefully you know it does well, but I don't know if I'd go and see this movie in theaters, but I definitely would see it. This is something that I think, you know, you invite a bunch of friends over and you guys, you know, pop, pull out some popcorn, have a few drinks, sit down and watch this movie. That For me, this is the kind of movie that I would do that with, you know, a fun comedy that everybody can, like, have good laughs at and talk over on some scenes. Okay. Hey. Well, yep, that's all three thumbs up for the thumbs up, thumbs down. Um, I don't remember the last time we did that. Well, actually, the last few weeks have been pretty successful when it comes to trailers coming out for future movies yeah they've, they've been hitting out the park and i'm glad i'm really i'm glad hopefully the movies yeah, 20, are as good 2016 looks very very promising yes it does it really really does so we reached to the discussion section of the podcast where we're going to talk about um the top 20 of 2015 i have my boy jay davis here with me so we can go over our honorable mentions um the top five of course and then uh 15 of uh, 20 to five so um i'm having you go first jay davis um what is your 20 to 6 20 to let's see 20 well number 20 for me was the walk okay. uh with joseph gordon levitt mm-hmm. about the french um type walker who walked across the two towers okay i thought that movie was pretty good it was pretty enjoyable pretty funny and I liked uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt's performance in it. So, right. that was my 20. All right, cool. Um, 
for me, I had um, the Peanuts movie. Um, it oh, was, really? Huh. Yeah. Number 20, it's the Peanuts movie. Um, for me, it nice. did bring nostalgia, but at the same time, out the list, I was like, all right, I can see why I will be at the bottom, because every other movie, I, I'll tell you, is going to be awesome stuff. You, you'll see it in a second, definitely. So, um, what is yeah. your what is your number 19? It's funny you should say the Peanuts movie, because number 19 is the Peanuts movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's it I watching it, it brought me back to my childhood a little bit, and it was just so enjoyable and so, just so adorable, I guess, is the word I want to use. It was just so many childhood memories there, and it was all, it's nice to have, like, a modern take on it, and also the uh, the animation was really fantastic. Yeah, it was. I really enjoyed that art style that they used. It's one of those, one of those things where, you know, it just made the bottom the list. It had to make the list, but... I don't yeah, think it had to make the list. Yeah, it was one of those things. Where, like, yeah, I had to put this on the list. It was just, it was good. I loved it. Yeah, just I had to think about it, and it's like, all right, it, it, reach, it reaches there. It's it won't go any further than that, but it's, it's fine with me. So, um, yeah. number number eighteen, I have is Spy. Oh really? Okay, mm-hmm. cool. How about yours? What was your number eighteen? My number eighteen was Trainwreck. Okay. I didn't expect anything from this movie because I didn't even realize this movie came out. Until somebody told me about it. And then watching it, I actually had a good laugh with it. It was really funny. And John Cena is in this movie. And he has probably one of the better performances I've seen in anything he's ever done. <laughs> so that, that made me like the movie even more. Also, Amy, Amy Schumer is a, a pretty talented comedian. I have to say that. I didn't know much about her, but I like her a lot now. <laughs> Yeah, she was she was very funny in that movie. Um, unfortunately, yeah. that didn't make my list. It didn't make my list at all. Oh wow, it didn't. Yeah, this this other movie you'll see other movies. I'm like, yeah, all right, you 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 got it. For for me, yeah. um, number seventeen is the Duff. Mm-hmm. What was it? The Duff movie. I don't think I've seen that. You never seen that one? It's um with Robbie Amell and um. Uh, some other folks, but it's very, very funny. You should definitely go see it. It's it's one of those um, young adult movies, and mm-hmm. it brings. It feels like um, think you um, she's all that mixed with a little bit mm-hmm. of um. There's another movie I can't remember off the top of my head. Every teen movie you can mm-hmm. think of, <laughs> it's a little bit of that of every teen okay. movie you can think of. Now this this is crazy, it really is okay. So, I have to check that out. You really should check it out. So, what is your number seventeen? My number seventeen was Straight Outta Compton. Oh, okay. Uh, as a biopic, it's pretty standard, but I really enjoyed the performances out of all four of those guys. That mm. well, pretty much everybody in that movie was really great. But the performances really did it for me, especially Ice Cube's kid. He is so uncannily similar to his father, it is not even funny. Yeah, he really was. Um, yeah. Unfortunately. So that, that, that whole movie was really good, and it, it was it's kind of politically charged in a way, mm-hmm. but it was, at a, it was at the right time for it. So I, I think there's a movie that's kind of important to have out in 2015. Yeah, it that's really me. was. It really was a, a great movie to have out for 2015. For me, it didn't make my list, unfortunately, at all. Uh, that's the sad thing about it. It's, it's a great movie. But it had just, an honorable mention. 
it wasn't even all my honorable mentions. You, you'll see the list and you'll be like, huh, interesting enough. And it's like, yeah, you had to put it in. There's going to be one movie going to be kind of kind of shocked and appalled when I have it on there, but you, you'll, you'll, you'll know why. you know why. It's just one of those things where okay. it strikes you in, in the mind and even if it's not rewatchable as much, but it's one mm-hmm. of the things where people are talking about it for a good long, long, long while. Okay. I may know what you're talking about, but we'll see when we get there. Yes, definitely. So, um, number 16 <laughs> I have is um, Dope. Dope is my Okay, right cool. Yeah, nice. So, so that one Dope is... Dope is really good, yeah. It, it really was an entertaining movie, plus a lot of stars came from that one, plus... Um, you wouldn't think Aesop Rocky would have been a good fit for that movie, but he did what he's supposed to do in that movie, which is make you yeah. laugh and then bring his own style to the role, which is kind of cool. So for yeah, that was cool. For you, where's your number 16? My number six, 16 was The Martian. Okay, oh, wow. The Martian, oh, man. I, I kind of saw it late, but when I finally got to see it, it was the most funniest. It was the funniest movie I had pretty much seen all year at okay. that moment. And it was like, this movie is so good. It's just a feel-good movie when you watch it. And Matt Damon is just kind of awesome in it. He just takes no issue from anybody. He's just like, I'm doing this, and this is going to happen, and I'm going to survive. And I, I just love that feel of him just trying to survive on Mars in that movie. And, yeah, everybody gives good performances in it, but... For me, Matt Damon is just—he was just awesome in that movie. Yeah, he definitely—he definitely brings up a lot of different things. And when you think about it, it's like when someone mentioned that it's going to be uh, Apollo thirteen meets Castaway, I was like, yeah, you can see that. I definitely yeah, see that. Yeah, I, I can see that. Yeah, it, it makes you—it makes you laugh, makes you a little, a little sad, and then it brings out the whole um, Goodwill Hunting kind of Matt Damon you wanted from this role. So yeah. It's just a, a great movie. It really is very entertaining. Plus, visually... It's a, it's a very, like, positive movie, though. Like, even through all the negativity, it's, there's always positivity going out throughout it, so... Yeah, definitely. It's a visually appealing movie as well. Really, mm. really. All right, so the next five... I t- I'll title this the next five, for me, The Bronze Holders. So this is... Um, okay. 15 to 11... You know, they're, they're okay. great movies, but it didn't make the top 10. So, number 15 for me was Beast of No Nation. Oh, okay. I didn't see that. You should definitely go see it. Um, Idris Elba, he's creepy, but at the same time, it's like, mm-hmm. yo, you transform for, for the role. You really do. And it brings the travesty that's happening, what happened in Africa, and it's kind of happening still now, but um, it brings a lot of that to the forefront, and... It brings it from the eyes of a, a child, so you, you see a lot of okay. craziness going on. Yeah, really craziness. So, um, for you, yeah, I might have to check that out too. You should definitely check it out. It was on Netflix. The way how this movie came out was, it premiered on Netflix and in the theaters at the same time. Okay, that so, makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of folks were pissed off. Well, a lot of movie folks were pissed off because like, oh, why am I gonna pay money in the movie theater if I go watch on Netflix the same day? And it's like, true. True. Yeah. But if you want to go but see, you could pretty movie, much pay for a ticket and still like it's still like paying for Netflix at the same time. So. Yeah. So it, it was crazy to see both of them, and I actually sat down and watched the whole thing. I was like, "All right, yeah, okay, this is hands off to um, Idris Elba, definitely a good man." So uh, for fifteen, what yeah, is yours? I love it. I love that dude. So what is yours number fifteen? 
Number 15 is Star Wars, The Force Awakens. Okay. Uh, I'm not a huge Star Wars fan. I, I can respect the culture and, you know, the crazy, the popularity of it. So going into it, I just wanted to know what the hell this movie was after seeing the prequels, because those prequels are terrible. So, well, maybe the last one, but even then, is it's okay. Yeah, it was great. It was real Star great. Wars needed, like, that big, like, breath of fresh air. And for me, this movie was definitely it. It was, it brought back that sense of adventure and fun and excitement and mystery to Star Wars that I know is there, but has kind of been lacking for a while. Yes, and very, very true. It was, and it was great to see, like, a lightsaber fight that didn't have to do, it didn't have any, like, kind of, you know, wire work in it. It was mm-hmm. just a straight-up sword fight. And it, it felt good. It felt weighty to it. So that was, that was my number 15. I really enjoyed Star Wars. Yeah, it was, it was definitely action-packed, and the story flowed pretty well. For Yeah, the story flew pretty well. Also, BB-8 is the robot of the year. I don't care. Yeah, he is. BB-8 really. is great. Really, is he? He made sure he brought he brought it to the movie, you know, and made RDT two um, look kind of weird. So uh, yeah, bring back the balls. <laughs> so uh, right. no, number fourteen um, for me, number fourteen was Creed. So that okay, cool. Yep, that movie. Yeah, Creed to be Jordan and Sylvester Stallone was was a good movie. Um, definitely brought yeah, back yeah. the the feel of Rocky. And even having Rocky in there, I was like, all right, it's not going to hang on to the coattails too much. But I can say this. If Rocky wasn't in the movie, it probably wouldn't be as good. I could, Yeah, I can. Yeah, I believe that, too. Yeah, it was like a nice it's a nice transitional movie. It's like, all right, he's passing on the b- b- baton to Michael B. Jordan. I'm like, all right, you could go, go, go forward with this. But if he, if he wasn't in the movie, then I'll say it probably wouldn't be as good. But... I can understand why folks are like, oh, he's trying to make his own kind of way of of portraying the yeah. whole Rocky franchise. I'm like, this is starting to. I can say the next movie will be a definite thing where it's like, all right, this is a Creed movie, and this yeah. is Michael B. Jordan's. And, and that would be interesting forward. to see once that happens, yeah. Yeah, so for you, what was your number 14? My number 14 was Room. Okay. With um, Brie Lawson, I believe her name is. Right. She was in a couple of movies, mainly the one I remember her in is Scott Pilgrim versus the World. Mm-hmm. But um, Room was very, very interesting in that it's basically a story about um, a mother and her child living in this like one room, and that's all they live in. Like they never go outside, and the mother basically tells the kid that you know outside is kind of dangerous, and they they have to live in here and. She explains stuff about tea, like the TV. It's I, I don't want to get too deep into it, but coming out of that movie, I was I was kind of shocked at how dark it could get, but actually how very positive it was, and and how the how the kids saw the world like after they did get out. Spoiler alert! But yeah. they do get out of that room eventually. But seeing seeing like the stuff through his eyes and seeing like what he what he was, what was new to him was very interesting. So, yeah, number 14 was the room. Oh, uh, room, excuse me. Yeah, Not room. room. 
Yeah, make sure you don't look the wrong wrong movie up there. So yeah, room is yeah, the one. Yeah, God no, do not see the room, people. Don't see. <laughs> so yeah, that's that's a good pick. Definitely a good pick. I I thought about going to see that movie, but when it mm-hmm. came out, it was around Thanksgiving. So I was like, ah, uh, I don't know if I want to. So I ended up watching another movie, which was I think something that was funny. I was like, all right, let me see something that's funny because I like to laugh around my holiday times. So most mm-hmm. movies I will pick will be funny ones. So, unfortunately, that didn't make my viewing pleasure for Thanksgiving. You should definitely check it out, though. Yeah, I'll definitely check it out. So, number 13, for me, is Furious 7. Okay, cool. Furious 7. Um, it brought it, it brought a lot of the things from um, the previous Fast and Furious movie. Plus, there's a little bit more of the rock in this one. It, it felt kind of campy. For like a second or two, yeah. But at the same time, I was like, "All right, this is a very entertaining movie. It's definitely franchises get better and better with each movie that comes out. So I can't wait for Furious Eight to come out, especially that it's, yeah. it's gonna be in New York City. So I'm like, "All right, let's see what you're gonna do in, in the Big Apple." Plus, you know, oh, it's already destroyed again. Yeah. So I'm just like, "All right, It'll be great. Let's see what they're gonna do." Plus, there's gonna be a whole lot of traffic. So I'm like, "All right, how are you gonna move around the traffic of New York City? Unless you do like at midnight or." At certain times where it's like no traffic at all, but I'd like to see them come to New York City and try to do some something fun. So for me, number thirteen is Fury Seven. So for you, um, where is your number thirteen spot? My number thirteen is The Revenant with Leonardo okay. DiCaprio and Tom Hardy. Uh, this movie is fantastic. It, I had said this uh, to somebody, or I had said it on my Facebook, but this movie feels like. Leonardo DiCaprio's push to get that Oscar, mm-hmm. and it's it's just fueled with kind of quiet moments, mainly from him. But it just feels like he's he was it's this it's this uphill battle that he has to go through just to get an Oscar, and this is this is the movie that like is the cultivation of all of that. It is he wants he wants it bad. He really wants it bad, and I hope he gets it this year or next year, rather. Because he deserves it. He puts on a good performance in it. Also, Tom Hardy is oh, Tom Hardy is a fantastic actor. Mm-hmm. The way he delivers lines in The Revenant is uh, so good. Oh man, yeah, The Revenant is a great movie. It's it's a simple revenge flick, but it still it still has very good performances coming out with both of those dudes, and it feels like Leo's. Is not being overrun by other act, other better actors than him. Okay. So he's he's allowed to be his own actor and show that he can actually be worth an Oscar. So yeah. Yeah, it's funny that you mentioned that. Um, every year he he he's up there for nominations, but it's it's one of the things where someone else pushes the the mark a little bit further than he does. Ooh, and it's like, yeah, just a little bit further, but. I hope this year is it's the year for him. I really do because he deserves it. He's been busting his tail for a while. It's just uh, and he, I can't I can't see him not getting one at least once. Yeah, ho- hopefully this year is his year, and 2015 will mark the year of Leo Di- DiCaprio. So ho- hopefully, hopefully, hopefully. All right, for no- my number twelve, I have this mm-hmm. movie here. It's I was really thinking about it for the longest of time because. The way how I had my 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 list, I had just gave it where I marked off my boxes of five, 
and then I just picked the five in there. I didn't really order it until like mm-hmm. this morning. Where I was like, all right, let me actually make an order of this list. So number twelve for me is Mad Max Fury Road. Okay. Um, that visually, this movie was amazing. Um, Story wise, was cool. Um, it had more Furiosa in it than actually Mad Max. That's the yeah. one. That's the one drawback for me. I was like, all right, you might as well call it Furiosa. So the next movie that's coming out might as well, but at the same time, he's still put in some work. Yeah. So this it's crazy to see that. Plus, it felt kind of the same as the older Mad Max versions, but it sort of paved his own way a little bit so it's kind of cool yeah. to see that and I'm glad that George Miller came back and actually um, um, directed this movie as well so that, that's we need directors like him because he understands action very well yep and um, there's some the one drawback for this movie is that there's some mm-hmm. scenes in this movie where it felt like he sped the time up a little too fast right and it kind of tripped me out for like a second or two I was like oh hold on <laughs> My eyes adjust because it, it went a little too fast in some in some parts of the movie. But that that's all I have for me. Yeah. So, um, what is your number twelve? Uh, well, all right. So my number twelve is yeah. a tie, and it is between Mission Impossible: Rogue Nation okay. and Furious Seven. Okay. Huh. I nice. figured they would it would equal out because they're pretty much the same exact movie, mm-hmm. kind of. And that there are franchises that should be dead, but end up like coming back revitalized and strong. <laughs> and for me, Rogue Nation was—it's not better than Ghost Protocol, but I really enjoyed just just the world they're trying to create with that franchise. Mm-hmm. Same goes for uh, Furious Seven. They completely understand where they're going now. They understand what that franchise has to be. They understand that there's a there's a wholeness to just being completely insane and completely egregious with all the crazy stuff that has to happen in those movies from like bringing down a 747 plane mm-hmm. on, a, on the longest tarmac yep. in the history of history mm-hmm. to like crashing through three buildings with a fast ass car. They understand that it couldn't be a, a street racing movie anymore. It has to be a superhero movie now. Yeah. That Furious Seven. So, I I appreciate both movies because they just they go out their way to bring a little bit of fun and excitement to to a franchise that could have easily just died away and no one would have cared about it. But they they brought people back and made them care again. So, All yeah, right. that's my number uh, twelve. Okay. Cool. And um, let's see, number eleven, which is the the end of the bronze holders for me, is Ex Machina. Okay, cool. Yeah, so for me, it it, it fit right there. Um, for the other movies I'm I'm a name not too long from now, it, it just hit right under the mark. I was like, all right, this could have fit in and been in the top ten if it was like heavily rewatchable. But it's one of those movies where I can watch like maybe once or twice, but I can't sit down and be like, all right, watch it over and over again if I need to or if I want to. Either all one. Right. So um, for that that one, it looked great too. Uh, I'm going to say that. It looked great. The concept yeah. was pretty cool. When I saw this in movie theater, it made, it made me actually realize like, wow, this is an awesome character. Um, the, yeah. um, the female character. I can't remember her name off the top of my head, but 
Ava. She's, yeah, she played a great role. And yeah, she does. Just the mixes between her and then the uh, dude that she's with is just, is just crazy. Plus, um, it, it brings some mind-bending into play. So it is, it's just a great movie. So for you, um, what yeah. is your number 11? My number 11 was uh, Crimson Peak. Okay. Um, the trailers lie to you. When you see when you see the trailer of the Crimson Peak, yeah. they make it out to be a horror movie, but it is in fact a romantic gothic horror movie in which this movie doesn't have a whole lot of scares. Okay. It is it is mainly a scary story, but the ghosts in it aren't the threat. If oh. you understand what I'm saying, okay, they're more of and they even say this in the movie: the ghosts are a metaphor for the entire story. And it feels like that. And I always love Guillermo del Toro's movies. He, his visual style is quite amazing sometimes. And he brings a nice, he, he gets the aesthetics of like a gothic movie very well. And it's a beautiful film. And they're, they're great performances in this movie as well. But I, I'm generally, like, generally it, it kind of shocked me that it wasn't as scary as I thought it was going to be. But it still gave me like... It gave me a, a small vibe of um, Pan's Labyrinth, just a little bit. Oh, that's interesting. That's very interesting. Hmm. What I don't think it was that about? dark as Pan's Labyrinth, though, but it was it was dark enough to where I was like, okay, this this movie is, is actually pretty good. And it's nice to see a horror movie that doesn't really, like, you know, cheapen on jump scares a whole lot. It's just a simple, like, this is a story being told. There are some horror elements to it, and that's it. Oh, that's, that sounds pretty cool, actually. It really does yeah. sound pretty cool. I I kind of avoided that movie just because I was like, all right, this looks okay. The The trailers really didn't do anything for me. I was like, um, mm-hmm. trailers-wise, I, I, this is a very horrible trailer. But um, from what you sound, it sounds like the movie is pretty cool. Yeah, it's a, it was a good watch. Like, I I wasn't expecting much from it either to be honest, but, like, watching it, I was like, okay, yeah, this, this seems alright. Alright, cool. Alright, so, alright, we're in the, the top ten section, um, my section is called Runners Up, so, for number ten is Jurassic World, for me. Okay. Alright, for, this movie, it brought back the old school feel of Jurassic Park into this, in this realm, and then... It brought in Chris um, Pratt, which he was hilarious. He really was. Um, he, yeah, he, he was, was actually a, pretty funny in Jurassic World. It's just yeah. funny because I didn't put that on my list. <laughs> <laughs> it's just one of the movies that it stood out to me a little bit just because um, dinosaurs, of course. It brought back dinosaurs. Yeah, and, dinosaurs always. And just the fact that Chris Pratt, he brought a lot of um, flair to this movie. It was one of those things where you think about this movie and anytime anyone spoofs, a lot of things. It's normally Chris Pratt with his three Raptors. Yeah. It'll, be, it'll be any kind of form of art. It could be Chris Pratt and then three other things, but you always see a meme for Jurassic World and it'll be this scene alone. And just the, the amount of the amount of things they pioneered in this movie alone was was crazy. That's this the, the point yeah. where they're creating like different dinosaurs. It's like, all right, you know what's gonna happen. Of course, you create different dinosaurs, a lot of things are going to get messed up. So it, it's kind of cool actually to see this movie. And I, I wouldn't mind 
watching it over again just because it brings back the feels of Jurassic Park. So yeah. for, for and I know they're gonna make a sequel because they made yep. but but ton of money. But I hope that sequel. I hope they do something better than Lost World. <laughs> hopefully they do, and hopefully they bring back more more old school characters. They they could if they were. Yeah, that would be nice too. All right. So for your number ten, what is what did you pick? My number ten was actually dope. Okay, nice. I uh, I don't know. Dope came came out in a weird time for me, but when I, when I finally got to see it, somebody had I don't know where I read it, but somebody had said that dope has a has a weird like house party type of vibe, like house party kid and play type of vibe. And watching it and thinking about it, I was like, yeah, it does. Because there's a lot of tone, like tonal shifts in it that give it that. It's very funny, but at the same time, it has a very serious element to it at the same time. Yeah. Uh, but it kind of weaves in and out of that. But it's mainly, it's mainly supposed to be comedic. Mainly. Very, very but true. But I, I just really enjoyed the performances that were in the movie. And I really liked the message, the, the sort of message it had towards the end. I thought that was interesting. Yeah, uh, definitely, a, definitely a movie that was kind of quirky and different and weird, but I enjoyed every second of it. Yeah, it's one of those things where you see this movie and the soundtrack alone is something that I bought. I was like, oh, I gotta get the soundtrack. The soundtrack is awesome, to be honest. Yeah, it has a nice mix of '90s plus their little um, pop it's music. It's so kinda. retro. Everything about that movie is just so retro. Yeah, it, it brought a lot to to the screen. Plus, again, um, ASAP Rocky. He did his thing. Really did. Yeah. I, I didn't expect yeah. much from him, but when I saw him on screen, I was like, all right, he fits. He fits a lot. Uh, I, I I wouldn't think of him as a rapper in that one moment just because he he was stereotyped in the role, but at the same time, I was like, all right, this works for him just because right. he gives off that vibe. But he's also smart as well, so it wasn't like, all right, he's just a dumb thug here and there, but no, he's actually pretty smart. So yeah, he's actually cool. pretty smart, yeah. Alright, so my number nine is a movie that I thought about pretty hard again. Just because I was like, alright, mm. I liked it. But, there's a lot of things in it that I didn't think worked for me. But at the same time, I was like, alright, it's a movie that did well and brought back a heavy group of members. A big, a big cast into this movie. So, uh, you can probably tell what it is. Number nine for me is Avengers Age of Ultron. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So yeah, this it, it it brought a lot to the table. But at the same time Yeah, it did. There's some scenes that I didn't like at all. But I can say for a movie that's like seven or eight films in, to actually bring back the cast again and make it feel like they had some kind of some kind of um resistance was pretty cool. Plus it's it's hard right. to bring back it's hard to make a big spider web and then have it slowly but surely come back to the middle and say, all right, we right. bring back all these cast members and they're all supposed to join up together and do something good. So for me, number nine is the Avengers. So um, right. what is your right. number nine spot? My number nine is Kingsman Secret Service. Oh, yeah. I enjoyed the hell out of this movie. It's mm-hmm. just, it's, it's kick-ass all over again, really, for me with this movie. But in the same regard, it actually pokes fun at some of the spy movies that usually come out, like, mm-hmm. you know, James Bond or something or whatever. And 
I, I, I enjoyed it mainly because that church scene in that movie is probably one of the better action scenes I've seen this year. Yeah. That church scene is amazing. It really and is. It's, it's Creed. It's, it's Clearwater. They're playing Clearwater and all this stuff is happening. I will never hear that song the same way ever again because of that movie. So thank you, Kingsman, for just doing that. Just making everything great. <laughs> That's pretty cool. That really yeah. is pretty cool. Alright, so um, my number eight movie. This movie that was pretty cool. I didn't mind it mm-hmm. at all. Um, I'm glad I would say it. It's Inside Out. It's okay, lot, yeah. There's a lot of things that happen in this movie where it brought the feels here and there. It, it tried to yeah. pull a little bit more of your, your heartstrings where it didn't do it as well, but at the same time, yeah. just for visuals. Visually, this movie is amazing. Yeah. And then the concept behind it was pretty cool, and it was innovative. Really, it was innovative. When you think about it, like, all right, you have these emotions in your head, and each person has them. And it just went through. It just—it was a great time at the movie theater. I, I didn't mind. I actually yeah, saw this at I the that movie too. at the studio for visual arts. I saw it there, and mm. actually met with the producers, and they talked about the movie and how how much time they put into it. So I was like, oh, I actually like it a little bit more just because just because they was there and actually explained everything out. Like, all right, this is why we did this. This is how long we been working on that, and then they mentioned the. The certain glow each character has and how they mm-hmm. affect the other emotions. So, like, all right, you have joy. Oh. And anytime joy's around anyone else, they kind of glow a little bit like joy. Yeah, so, I did kind of notice that. So, I was like, I was That's like, interesting. I was like, wow, you put some thought and process into it. So, I, I was like, all right, this is definitely going to be one of my top 10 movies for the year. So, for you, um, what is your number eight? My number eight was It Follows. Uh, another horror movie, apparently. And But this horror movie is a little bit different in that the scares don't really come from jump scares. It comes mainly from just the idea that there's this thing coming after you and only you can really see it. And the only way you can not have it come after you is by having sex. Yeah. That is a fantastic concept that I don't know why this, it hasn't been done before. It's, like, it's just, it was crazy. Oh, man. I actually didn't watch this yeah, movie. It's, it's, I don't know. It was, and also, I love the soundtrack. The soundtrack is a very has a very weird Carpenter vibe to it. It's so synthy, and is and the way music plays out. It's yeah. It was very that movie was very enjoyable to me. It's very tense, but at the same time, it's scary enough that it's it makes it a little bit original from most scary movies that come out now. So. Okay, yeah. For for me, I didn't watch this movie. I saw it actually through CinemaSense. And I was like, oh, okay, this sounds okay. I was like, I, I have to see the whole thing, like, play out. And yeah, like, you oh, have to see the whole thing. And go from there. But when I saw the CinemaSense one, it made me laugh because when he mentioned what he didn't like, I was like, okay, I, I can see what you're talking about. So for me, I have to go back and watch and see exactly what's up what it's about fully so it's i I just kind of like it for its originality and it's the soundtrack definitely helps because the soundtrack is really amazing okay cool so all right um number seven for me is cop car with um kevin bacon this movie this movie it 
Oh man, yeah. Jeez, you when you just said that, I was like, oh my god, I did watch that, and you're right. <laughs> yeah, this, this this movie is crazy. It's it's one of the oh that movie is crazy. It's one of the sleeper movies where it's like there's not much going on for marketing, but when you see it in theaters, it's like oh yeah, this is actually a pretty cool movie. It's a lot of things, yeah. and it's the way how it's shot. It's just so crazy. So when they piece it together, it's like wow, okay, that scene goes there. It's like, that scene goes there. It's like, oh, wow, my boy Kevin Bacon. Wow, you're evil man. Yeah, Kevin Bacon (laughs) is so awesome in this movie. Just a coked out, drug-addled cop. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, that movie was great. It was crazy. So I was like, all right, this has to be my top ten. It's going to be there. It's has to be there. So um, for you, number seven, what is your number seven? My number seven Oh, man. My number seven is Sicario. Okay. This movie is a bummer, like, almost from beginning to end. It is, but it's it's, it's so good because it, I don't even know how to really explain why why I liked it so much because, like, you think, like, a depressing movie, why, was, why, be, why would it be any good? And it's yeah. like, there's a feel to this movie that feels so authentic and real that it bummed me out a little bit because, like, the, char- the character of, um, um, blanking on her name now, Emily Blunt. Yeah. Uh, she's basically, she, she feels kind of strong. She feels like a strong character at, at the very beginning of it. But as she slowly begins to kind of get wrapped into this world that she kind of volunteered into, she starts to feel like maybe she's in over her head. And you kind of feel it with her because she is in way over her head. And you see some really dark and disturbing stuff in this movie. And Benicio Del Del Toro is in this movie. And he is... Oh, man. There's a scene in, in this movie that... When you, uh, it's a great movie. It, it is really fun, not fun, excuse me. It is a really hard movie to talk about, but I really want people to see it because it's really good. It's really intense. Uh, yeah. All right, that sounds like. But I, had to, I literally had to watch it again just to get my feelings on it, and it's still there. It's just like, yeah, this is a great movie. There's some good performances in, in it. Josh Rowland is in it as well, okay. and, um, a special appearance by Michael Weston, if you ever watched Burn Notice. Um, he's in it, too. Uh, Jeffrey Donovan. Mm-hmm. And he puts off just kind of one of the weirdest performers in, a, in, a, in the movie. But it works for him because I love that dude so much. So it was nice to see him in the movie again. All right, yeah. I actually didn't see this movie, but I thought about seeing it. Um, just that it didn't work out in my schedule, unfortunately. So I'll definitely go yeah. see this. I will. Yeah, definitely see Sicario. I will. All right, so my number six is mm-hmm. is one of the movies where Marvel didn't think it would it would be one of the top contenders. And unfortunately, he wasn't yeah. in the original um, Avengers, so he's out now though. Um, so number six for me is Ant Man. Mm-hmm. This one, yeah. Paul Rudd did his thing. He was hilarious. Um, Michael Pena, the dude. Yeah. That's funny. <laughs> very, it's very so funny. Good in this movie it's too, just yeah. amazing. And plus, members like T.I., where he didn't piss me off in this movie, he actually brought yeah. a lot to the, the movie itself. And then having it's different members of the cast bring out their great performances. And this is one yeah. of the 
the fun, enjoyable Marvel movies out the group. It wasn't like, all right, we have to fight a big corporation and then do bang, bang, bang. It was more or less, we're going to do some semi-bad stuff and try to make it all good in the end. So it was was, was a great movie for me. So that rounds off my um, top, bottom top of the Mm -hmm. top ten. So for you, what's your number six? Funny you should say. I have a tie between Avengers Age of Ultron and Ant-Man for my number six. <laughs> That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, Avengers for me, like, going into it, I knew it had to be big and way different than the first movie. So going into it, it had a lot it had to say. And in some, in some regards, it does say as much as it can, with a few exceptions, mainly that Thor kind of, like thread that they didn't really solve in that movie, but it's probably going to come up in the next movie in his next movie. But for me, like for for Avengers: Age of Ultron, I really enjoyed. I really enjoyed um, Ultron himself. I really enjoyed uh, what's his what is his name? <laughs> oh, Ultron. It was James I'm Spader. out of his name, but I, I really enjoyed uh, James Spader. James Spader, thank you. I really enjoyed his performance as Ultron because he gave he gave it a human performance, but it, at the same time, it's very much like, all right. So if Robert Downey Jr. was a robot, but you couldn't really put him as Robert Downey Jr., who would be the second best person to put as a robot? And uh, yeah, James Spader would be that type of dude because he he's dry. His dry humor is so good in that movie sometimes. It just makes me laugh every time I think about just small little lines that he says. Yeah. But um, the moment for me that really kind of clicked in my head when I, I saw Avengers is the birth of Vision. That, for me, kind of sealed it for me. as like, yeah, this is why I enjoy this movie. Because of that moment right there where Vision is born and he's just talking to everybody. And that other great, just fantastic moment of him picking up Thor's hammer. Yeah, that moment was cool. Yeah. That moment was really that, cool. Yeah. And also, and like, I don't want to talk too much about Avengers because there's a lot going on there. But Ant-Man is just a fun little heist movie that I was bummed out about at the very, like, once um, Edgar Wright got, like, said he was leaving. And mm-hmm. I really wanted him to be a, the director of that movie, but... I don't know for circumstances foreseeing that he couldn't, but I'm glad that that movie worked out as well as it did because I would have been really bummed out if that movie didn't work at all. But yeah, that was, those are my those are my number six. Oh yeah, Peyton redid this thing also. Really did. All right, so yeah. um, this is time now for the honorable mentions. So this is yeah. the, the 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 numbers of the list where it didn't really catch the top twenty, but if we had a choice to, it would semi-fall probably in the bottom half of the list so um i'm actually going to speed through um 30 to 21 okay and then i'm gonna let you go for th- um 30 to 21 as well so number 30 okay. for me is parallels number 29 for me is goosebumps number 28 okay. is no escape with um owen wilson um number 27 is 50 shades of gray <laughs> Number 26 is the Wedding Ringer. 
Number 25 okay. is A Very Merry Christmas. Okay. Number 24 is the second best um, exotic Marigold Hotel. Uh, okay. Number 23, Concussion with Will Smith. Number okay. 22 is The Night Before with the Power, Power Trio. And then um, number 21 is Cinderella. Okay. Yeah, I didn't see Cinderella. I should yeah. watch that. It's a pretty cool, cool, cool movie, especially when it brings back the the old school vibe of Cinderella. So pre Walt Disney, it does that okay. role. So it, it's really, really crazy. All right. So for you, what is your um, twenty one to thirty? Well, I don't really number them, but All I right. just kind of put them down as I thought about them. But let's go. Let's say for the sake of numbers, let's okay. say. Or you could do it where you just list off the the other movies. Yeah, I just list them off. So, uh, for honorable mention for me was Spy. Really enjoyed that movie. Okay. Because it it surprised me a little bit because I wasn't expecting that kind of comedy, but it ended up being better than I thought. Um, Focus with Will Smith Mm -hmm. and um, uh, what is her name? Margot Robbie. Robbie Margaret. Margot Robbie. Margaret. Yeah, Margot Robbie. Thank you. Mm Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed that movie because that that movie was just Will Smith being cool again. Yeah. And I enjoyed that. Also, another Will Smith movie, Concussion, was okay. another mention for me. The Man from Uncle right. was really cool. I, I really enjoyed the vibe of that movie. Um, Black Mass mm. with Johnny Depp. His performance in that is insane. And I thought that was worth mentioning for that movie. Okay. And my last movie that I put down here was Predestination. That oh. movie is insane. All right. Like, truly insane. I never it's saw a, that movie. It's a time travel movie, and that's kind of all I'll say about it. <laughs> okay, I guess I should definitely check that one out. Yeah. I should definitely check that one out, because I, I, I didn't see this movie. I didn't even know it came out. That's crazy. Yeah, it, it kind of came on the radar, too, just like... Uh, cop car. Yeah. All right. So I definitely should check that out. I really should. All right. Cool. All right. Um. So now section four, top five. So um, my number five movie is Kingsman: The Secret Service. Nice. Number okay. five cool. is that one. Uh, for things that you mentioned earlier, for your your mm-hmm. reasons, plus just seeing um, Colin Firth in that role just brought out yeah. a lot of good things for me. It is a crazy movie. Plus, um, yeah. um, Taron Egerton did his thing. He did his thing. He really yeah. did. He brought the movie, brought the movie oh so well. And I can't wait to see a part two to this and see what the exactly they bring out. Plus, Michael Caine's character is crazy. And Samuel Jackson, you can't. Samuel Jackson is always great. Can't help it. He is fantastic in that, that movie too. That list that he had for the whole movie. Yeah. <laughs> Hats off to that man. Oh, man. Hats off to that man. All right, for you, um, what's your number five? My number five was Mad Max Fury Road. Okay. I really wasn't a big Mad Max fan. In fact, I barely knew about Mad Max. I may have known about The Road Warrior, and that's kind of it. But watching this movie made me a fan of Mad Max because it's, it's just pure action throughout the whole damn thing. And it's a style of action that I don't, I don't think is used anymore in that everything is practical. Like, everything is kind of CG now with action scenes. And yeah. this has a more kind of 
real feel to it in terms of like things that are happening. So it was nice to see something like that. And it was in the desert, and you could get all cheap with, with stuff like that. And it made the desert kind of visually interesting. So, very, very yeah, true. Mad Max was just an all-out blast to watch, in a, especially in a movie theater. Oh, very, very true. It, it really did have a lot of great visuals um, for me. Yeah. It did great. Very great. All right. Um, my number four. It recently just came out. Um, for me, it, it was fun. It, it is fun. The reason why I got them before is just because watchability purposes, you can watch this over and over and over again. You really could. Yeah. Plus, it revitalized this franchise and needed really bad. Number four for me is Star Wars The Force Awakens. Um, nice. It needed to be in there. Um, top five, yeah. just because the prequels are so, so weak that this movie needed to do great. And J.J. Abrams did his thing. He brought it in. Yeah, he did. And you could argue and say that it feels kind of like um, A New Hope. Kind of. Yeah. Semi. I, I was getting a little bit of that vibe, too. Yeah, so just, just bring it back. Plus, there's a lot of spoilers in there that I won't mention now, but it's yeah. it gets crazy towards the yeah, it gets crazy, yeah. The runtime of the whole movie. So it's just it's just a great movie to see. You should definitely go see it. It brings yeah. a lot of what you love about Star Wars and then adds on a little bit more to it. So that's my yeah, number four. It really does. So um what is your number four? My number four was Creed. Okay. Nice. I man. When I say that this that movie kind of hit me in a weird place watching it, it hit me in a weird place. It was a really hard place to get hit in, but like I felt I felt for that dude because there's a line in that at the very end of that movie that he tells Rocky about why he's doing it, why why he needs to keep going, like why he has to not stop the fight. Yeah. And when he said it, that line hit me so hard, I nearly went like, man, it's either the performance of Michael B. Jordan or just that one line that says it all about that entire franchise as a movie, like that entire movie and the franchise that is kind of like working off of. It's, you can say whatever you want to say about it's, it's a rehash of Rocky, but that it, it's because of that whole formula for Rocky works, and it shows in Creed. It works very well. If you can tell a story about a dude who is kind of the underdog but can fight back, it works, and it especially works in Creed. It, it really shouldn't, but it works. Yeah, very true. Michael B. joined this thing. He really did. Yeah, and also I have to give shout-outs to Sylvester Stallone. His performance in that movie, it, it, it broke my heart a little bit. It, oh, man. I can't believe, like, he's 65 years old, and he still has has the mindset of that Rocky character in his head. He His nuances and the things that he does in this movie is, uh, yeah. Yeah, it he really just, speaks He knows to that you. character so well, and it's nice to see the, the progression of that character from then until now. It's, uh, yeah. It's gonna be sad when once that movie pushes away from Rocky because it has to. But I'm glad his performance in it was strong because you know Sylvester Stallone can 
have some bad movies, but when you see a movie like this, you you understand like why people like him so much in movies. Yeah, that's very very, very true. Um, one of the things where he he needed to do great in order to transition perfectly off from himself to Michael B. Jordan, and he didn't. He really didn't. He had yeah. his thing. Um, all right. So number three, my top topper three of the the list. Um, it's a movie that recently just came out, and it's very limited release right now. It is The Hateful Eight. It's my number three spot. This movie, oh man, it's definitely a Quentin Tarantino oh, movie. <laughs> it's one of those things where you could tell it's made by Quentin Tarantino. It feels like yeah. every other movie he has, kind of, but it brings it brings a lot of craziness to the table. Um, yeah, I'm gonna stop right there. Uh, it's, it's crazy. Yeah. You should definitely go watch it. It comes out. In New York City and L.A. is out right now, but next week, it's I believe... It's actually in a couple of places. It's in, a, it's in limited release in a lot of places, yeah. but it's mainly the 70 millimeter version of it, which yep. is the, the version you kind of want to see. Mm-hmm. So um, next week uh, is when it's going to come out um, national-wide, I believe. Yes. So it's, it's going to be crazy. So um, what is your yeah. number three? <laughs> the Hateful Eight is my number three. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I, oh man, I'm not going to talk too much about it, but this brings back an older Quentin Tarantino vibe, like Reservoir Dogs, Quentin Tarantino, or Jackie Brown, Quentin Tarantino. It's just, there are characters that you either love or hate, but they all come through in their dialogue, and there's so much dialogue going on in that movie, and... Yeah, I can't say too much about that movie, but it is enjoyable throughout the entire length of that movie. Yeah, and And it is lengthy. Um, Shout-outs to, once again, Samuel L. Jackson, and also kind of a newcomer to um, Quentin Tarantino's world, Walter Goggins. Uh, That dude is amazing in this movie. His character... Yeah. That's all I'm gonna say. Walter Goggins, kudos to you. You 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 kind of made it now. Quentin Tarantino just made you look perfect in this movie. Yeah, that's definitely definitely a crazy movie. Plus, um, yeah. the runtime is three hours long, so you just yeah, need to sit down. It's for long. It. It's but it's worth it because in that seventy millimeter, they do have an intermission. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's crazy. So, so um, but yeah, all all solid performances throughout. Throughout the entire movie, everybody gave really good performances through that movie. Yes, definitely. All right, so we get getting to the point of um, the top two of the list. Um, for me, number two is a movie that brings one character and showcases them for majority of the film, which is a very hard thing to do, especially when your character has to be lovable and relatable for an entire movie. So for me, number two is The Martian with Matt Damon. Nice. Yeah, it's yeah. one of those things where I watched it twice in the movie theater. Um, both times were IMAX 3D, and then it was just a visually appealing movie. It's one of those things where Matt Damon brings it, and the way how he brings it, is in various ways, um, comedy-wise, dr- dramatic chops on that part. Plus, 
he he looks different every single time we see him. So it's just, it's just crazy. Yeah. And I love it. If I, if this comes on TV right now, I'll probably sit down and actually watch it. I would. I'm kind of with you on that. Yeah, I would definitely like uh, like the Martians on. Yeah, I'm sitting down and watching this. Yeah, so that's that's my number two. So uh, what what is your yeah. number two? My number two was Inside Out. Um, okay. Yeah, this was another movie for me that hit me in all the right places that I needed to be hit in. It uh, it's such a beautiful kind of movie, especially for Pixar because you know they're they're always good at doing the emotional stuff but i think for me the thing about the thing about it that made it work was there was no actual villain to this movie the real problem was she the girl just wanted to go home and i loved that i loved that that was just an issue that she was trying to kind of fix or that that was in her, that was kind of the manifestation of all the emotions inside of her. That was re- what was really trying to get out. And I don't know, like that hit me in a weird place because it was like, man, it was so it's so interesting when you're a kid that the smallest thing in the world is the biggest like factor in your life. And all she wanted to do was go home in that movie, and that was like the. Everything had to happen, like, so much inside of her, like, big changes, both emotionally and probably, like, physically as well. But I, I love the character. I love the emotions. I love the characters. I love sadness is my favorite character in that movie, and that may be saying something about me personally, but <laughs> sadness, I love her voice. I love her delivery of lines. I love her kind of, her kind of, she seems happy, but at the same time, she just has to bring it down to a depressing state. But there's there's a there's a certain charm to her that I really enjoy, and she she is really the heart, as well as joy. But sadness really is the heart of that movie, and I I really I really enjoy that movie very much. Yeah, you you need her. You definitely need her at the yeah, end. Yeah, you movie. need sadness. Yeah, you need yeah. her very much in that movie. You really do need her to pop out and be a very relatable character when it comes down to it. Yeah. And it they did their thing. Um that movie is definitely a great movie. Great, great, great movie. Yeah. Alright, um now we're up to the number one. We're finally yeah. here. Number one spot. For me, this one was a movie that kept the franchise rolling. One of the things where this main character tops himself every single time he comes out. And you'll think something that Something as old as this franchise would have been like, um, it's gonna get whack. But no, it's actually getting better and better each one. Um, the stunts get a whole lot bigger, and you kind of want to see more from this world. I can't wait to see the next movie from this guy. Um, the next movie I have here, number one spot, is Mission Impossible: Rogue Nation. This year, yeah, I would watch this movie over and over and over again just yeah. because there's a whole whole lot of scenes from this man that he does well the the underwater scene alone that for yeah. me I was like that wow that scene is amazing yeah crazy and to think about that scene part of that scene was was one shot I was like wow yeah one shot in that scene on sometimes um so it's it's kind of crazy to see that plus to see that he did all of his own stunts. I was like, oh, 
my man Tom Cruise. What's good? Just, he keeps getting better at every movie that he does with this franchise. It's weird. Yeah, and then the stunts keep on going higher and higher and higher. So you think yeah. about a, a franchise like Furious 7, and then this one, I'm like, yeah, I would definitely go watch Tom Cruise again in this movie. It's just those scenes yeah. alone. And the fact that it moves away from the, the hero always getting things done the way it's supposed to be done. Right. And that's a refreshing thing for me, just because I like to see my hero struggle, and he definitely struggles in each and every one of these movies. He, yeah, it's, it's kind of a weird, like, Mission Impossible 3 vibe, and where, oh man, that villain in 3 was so good at making that dude be tortured. Yeah, so... Just, from every step of the way. So this is really, really crazy. So that's my number one spot. So, right. Mr. Davis, what is your number one yes. spot? Uh, I I had to think about it for a very long time, and it kind of this this whole entire list is kind of just weird to me because I don't really like like numbering things too much because all these movies that I watched were really enjoyable, and there's there's certain parts of movies that I really liked, and that's why I picked them. But for me, I had to figure, I had to think positively about why this movie is my number one. And I guess the only word I could give it that describes this movie is intimate, I suppose. Okay. Number one is Ex Machina. Okay. <laughs> From the intimate, I was like, hmm, Fifty Shades? No? <laughs> no, it's not that. God. <laughs> no, Ex oh, Machina, uh, it's, it kind of reminds me of Hateful Eight in a way, Minus the violence, but it's a very, like, character study of just, just three, three, maybe four people in a secluded place, and it plays out, it plays out as, a, like, a weird chess match between all of them. One of them, one of them being, you know, an android with a advanced AI, yeah. but it's... There's so many. There's great performances, especially from the woman that plays Ava in this movie. And there are a lot of concepts and ideas that I really kind of clicked with. And it feels like a movie that was kind of a social commentary towards how technology is now and how how we as humans are kind of abusing it a little bit. Yes. So it. Every time I think about that movie, and every time I think about just what I had to do, like, I, I saw, like, the very first early showing of that movie for, like, I don't know, what was it, eight ninety nine for a ticket or whatever, at 11 o'clock in the morning. And that's probably as early as I've ever been to a movie to see something with that, that much, like, information being thrown at you and at the same time being like, I get this. I understand what, where, you're going, where you're coming from with a lot of this stuff. And I can't ever see there being a sequel to this movie. Yeah, the sequel will be kind of trippy. I think that's why it's my number one, because I don't see there being a sequel to this movie. Or a prequel. It's just a solid, like, here's this movie, here's these ideas, here's these concepts. Do you feel something yet? Alright, this is it, bye. And if you get it, you get it. If you don't, then it's not the movie for you. But... Yes, Ex Machina so. was that movie for me. Okay, yeah, it's, it was definitely an awesome movie. Um, 
a lot of scenes alone makes you backtrack and figure out what exactly happened and how did yeah. it happen. So it, it, was, it is a definite, like, it is a chess match. It is watching people work and work against each other and work with each other. Yeah, it's and a, and it's the point after, where after Isaac, his performance in that movie is so creepy, but yet so oh man, he's he's a fantastic actor too. He's he's somebody I n- never even knew who he was, but like seeing him in that movie was like this dude. I like this dude a lot, and also it has probably one of the greatest scenes I've seen this year too. And it's that dance scene. That dance scene comes out of nowhere. And I was like, what the hell just happened? But why am I enjoying this? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's definitely a crazy but, Yeah, Ex Machina really did it for me. It, 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 it comes with a lot of... I don't, I, and the funny part about it is, like, some of the techno babble that kind of gets thrown out at it, it doesn't feel like it's being thrown at it thrown at you to be like, oh, I'm smarter than you. It it throws it out in a way that makes sense and that you can kind of relate it to other things if you can. So it, it's very good at, like, trying not to dumb it down, but dumbing it down. Yeah, it, it does it so. does it well. It really does it well. It's one of those things where um, a, lot of, a lot of things in this movie makes you think. It really does. Yeah. All right, cool. Yeah. So, all right. Uh, number um, the top five list. Uh, I'll say it again, really quick for you, everyone. Um, number five for yeah. me was Kingsman. Number four was Star Wars: The Force Awakens. Number three was The Hateful Eight. Number two was The Martian, and my number one spot was Mission Impossible: Rogue Nation. So um, for you, um, yeah. can you go over your top five really quick? Yeah, my top five was Mad Max: Fury Road. Number four was uh, Creed. Number three was The Hateful Eight. Number two was Inside Out. And number one was Ex Machina. All right. Well, yeah. So that's um, our top 20. Um, hopefully you enjoyed the top 20. Um, and it was I like a long to hear, list. <laughs> it really was a long, long list. And I'd like to hear from yeah. you folks on what is your top 20. Hopefully you could put in the comment section at least your top five movies of 2015. Yeah, at least your top fives. You don't want to go crazy with the top 20 like us because yeah. we put out a lot of movies. Like in this list, yeah, it'll be a crazy, crazy list to have in the comment section. But definitely put in the comment section your at least your top five of 2015. Yeah. Okay, so that's the discussion. Um, so next up is coming to theaters. Um, there's six movies coming to theaters this week. Um, the first one up is Daddy's Home with um, Mark Wahlberg and Will Ferrell. Then The Revenant with Tom Hardy and Leonardo DiCaprio. You have Joy with Bradley Cooper, Jennifer Lawrence, and Robert De Niro. And then you have Point Break, which has a few stars in there. Not no one too noteworthy. They have Concussion with Will Smith. And then, last but not least, uh, it's a limited release of The Hateful Eight, which has a ton of stars in there. I'm not going to list them all off because there's a ton of stars in that movie. But there's a limited release for that one. And a major release will come out next week. But I'll probably do it both weeks and cheat a little bit for that. So, Moss, what are your thoughts on these movies? Which ones would you go see first and rank them, kind of? 
Honestly, I can't rank these movies. These are all pretty decent movies, with the exception of uh, Joy. I don't know how I feel about seeing another Bradley Cooper, Jennifer Lawrence film. Mm-hmm. I get it. They have fantastic on-screen chemistry. Give me some time, though, guys. Give me some time. There's too much going on back and forth, back to back to back. Um, then, also, it's like, a, it's like a Christmas film. I'm not too totally thrilled on those. Um, but also, I think that... Uh, the concussion film that's going to be a good film i don't know if i go to theaters to watch it but i mean hatefully that's going to be quite the thrill ride uh point break quite the thrill ride it's Mm going to be fun uh yeah i guess concussion and the the movie joy are the only two films i'm not totally thrilled about okay wow that's surprising enough so for me um i go down a list of rank how to go so um hateful eight i actually saw that already so that's number one um for me um then comes the revenant then daddy's home then concussion then point break and enjoy i actually you saw know what kills me how, how ex- i, I want to be more excited about revenant especially mm-hmm. because it's tom hardy and leonardo dicaprio yep. but i've seen i heard so many interviews where people are saying oh this is the movie that might get leonardo an oscar yep. and i think it's just a i think it's just ridiculous that at this point after making so many quality films that this type of thing thing is going on so as much as as i am excited to see the film the 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 fact that they put that stigma of oh is this going to be the one he gets an oscar that actually kind of ruined it for me (laughs) i was excited beforehand it didn't you didn't need to tell me all that and it kind of just took some of the wind out of my sails for the revenant it's 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 one of those things where surprisingly enough he hasn't won oscar yet so Hopefully, this will get one right now. And from where? Yeah, no, of course. But my my thing was, I was actually that that constantly brought me back to thinking about all the other films that he's done Mm -hmm. that he did so well, and so many people around him won awards and so much acclaim, and he didn't. So it kind of like, like I said, just kind of knocked the wind out of my sails to see the film, just because it put that stigma on it, and it just didn't it didn't leave a, a good taste. Okay, well, hey, um, hopefully you do go see it. And Oh, it's not that I don't mm-hmm. want to. It's just like I said, it just kind of like, you know, like I said, knocked out some of the momentum that I had for the film. Yeah, it should be, it should be a nice film. One film I know you will see, though, is The Hateful Eight. If you, oh, if yeah. You... I want to see Daddy's Home as well. I mean, Farrell and Wahlberg, their on-screen interactions, so jerky and funny. Uh, it's pretty hard to resist. Yeah, I'm actually going to see that tomorrow. Um, tomorrow I'm going to see that movie. I saw a Concussion already. I saw it last night, actually. Concussion. That's a, a pretty good movie. A pretty solid movie. Um, Will Smith did his thing. Uh, there's a lot of drama slash suspense, kind of. But it's a pretty cool movie. Um, Hateful Eight, I saw that on Thursday night. Very late night showing. 70mm. It was a, a good movie. Really good movie. Um, It definitely gives off the Quentin Tarantino vibe. And you, even I mentioned this in my discussion with Jay Davis that um, it's going to be a a crazy movie. And it's three hours long, so you definitely have to sit there and be into the movie, which you will definitely enjoy it. And Samuel Jackson... Yeah, it sounds like a mind-blowing ride. Yeah, Samuel Jackson is the man, and it's just well, solidified. Duh. <laughs> duh. Yeah, so this, but uh, I, I just hope that these films do well, considering that people still are very, very high and punch drunk off of Star Wars. 
Yeah, it's, it's, it should definitely do well, especially um, Hateful Eight. It depends on what people go see this weekend, but it should do well just because everyone's kind of watched Star Wars for the last weekend or so, and this last week coming up, they probably watch Star Wars on Christmas Day, and then has more time for um, the other movies for the today and tomorrow. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I Again, I, I doubt it. I think it's going to take a few weeks for these movies to to do well just because Star Wars has really dominated dominated the, the sales and just been shattering everything. And people are excited to see it a second and third time. Rightfully so. The film was fantastic. Mm-hmm. So. so hopefully it does well. Yeah, no, hopefully these films do do well. Mm-hmm. All right, so this is the end of the episode. Um, you can find us on social media on Instagram, Facebook, Tumblr, YouTube, iTunes at Bring On Reviews. You can email us at bringonreviews at gmail.com. You can also find us on Twitter at Bring On Reviews and use the hashtag Bring On Reviews for any question you might have for us. You can visit the website, which is www.bringonreviews.com. And you can see a lot of movies, uh, reviews, um, trailers, and even this podcast. I'd like to thank my two guests today. First up is Moss. Um, where can they find you on, on Instagram? It's always a pleasure, D. Mm-hmm. And you can find me on Instagram at Defiant underscore Moss and on Twitter at Goliath NYC. I'd like to thank Jay Davis for being here. Um, where can they find you on social media? Uh, you can find me at Lonely Vagrant on Twitter. If you want to get in contact with me or say hi or look at my somewhat post that I do. Alright, cool. Thanks for coming. Thank you, man. Alright, and you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at DC, well, Dwight Ancy, sorry. Dwight Ancy, it's uh, um, D-W-I-G-H-T-A-N-T-C. Again, that's D-W-I-G-H-T-A-N-T-C. And you can email me at DC at bringonreviews.com. And we catch you reviewers next time.